one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello and welcome to the Smackdown Review. I'm Adam Wilborn, one of the Dadly Boys from What Culture, joined by neither of the other Dadly Boys from What Culture to review this week's episode of Friday Night Smackdown. But before I get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube now. What Culture Wrestling Podcast. Go and subscribe. We're going to be doing the live Wrestle Dream review on there tomorrow afternoon UK time. Uh, well, we not only review Friday Night Smackdown, but also Manarral, the show formerly known as NXT 2.0, WWE Dynamite, AW Collision, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete. We'll a quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, I'm all on my lonesome today due to the fact that it was just... There's too much bloody wrestling going on right now. Sorry to get into the whole admin side of things, uh, but Michael Hamlet today is enjoying a well-earned day off. I say day off, but he's doing lots of important school stuff for his kids, so he's inevitably going to come in and rant about how the system's broken tomorrow. And Michael Sidgwick is very busy writing ups and downs for WrestleDream, whatculture.com, if you want to go and check those out. And he's going to be joining me later uh, to review NXT No Mercy and look ahead to Monday Nara. Hopefully... Normal service will resume tomorrow. However, it's just me reviewing SmackDown, which is probably for the best because I'm just going to bang on about how much I bloody love this show. Just week to week, but and also what happened this week in particular. It did feel like a very sort of Will centric show, not to make it all about me, of course. Uh, never do something like that. And uh, yeah, I, I'm just really enjoying the variety of storylines that's going on on Friday nights right now and the way they are sort of intersecting with each other and that the Bloodline story hasn't completely lost its way. Stick with me, because I know Hamlet was kind of getting off the bus or whatever the phrase is regarding the Bloodline post-SummerSlam. But I saw him tweet about it over the weekend and I was going to bang the drum for it here today um, because I think they're going somewhere with this and I'm... Weirdly fascinated by this Jim Uso character arc. Yes, he is not Jey Uso. Jey Uso is going great guns over on Monday Night Raw. But there is still lots of intrigue about Jimmy Uso for me. And 
especially what's going to happen to him when him and Solo Sokoa, but mainly him, lose the match at Fastlane to the super group that is John Cena and L.A. Naira. And then I think the SmackDown after that is when Roman's coming back and, well, he's he's not going to be best pleased, is he? And Jimmy Uso's pretender act, trying to be the tribal chief, doing the, come on, wise man, giving me the mic on Friday's show was the perfect personification of that. In fact, you know, let's dive straight into it. Let's get into this show because the show opened with what's left of the bloodline coming out. Jimmy Uso, Solo Sokoa, and Paul Heyman walked down to the ring. Chorus of boos, of course. Ridiculous. Like 12,000 people in the arena for this on Friday night. So, yeah, got the reaction that they wanted, and there was a Hell of a later on in the night. But Heyman introduces them, and uh, he says the Sacramento crowd, uh, bollocks to you, basically. This is a hellhole. Um, but he makes sure everyone, as I always do, acknowledges the tribal chief. Uh, and he says, last week, the second greatest of all time, John Cena, took a beating he hadn't taken in a long time, 10 years or whatever. And they show footage of not just the assault on Cena, but also them hospitalizing AJ Styles. I think he described it as the Bloodline's very own version of the Sabruda film. Uh, and then he pointed out that I think, genuinely, uh, John Cena was having transportation issues and wasn't at the building. Uh, and he said, yeah, and AJ Styles isn't here either due to the medical issues. He's still uh, a local medical facility. He might have even called it a hospital, you know. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, Jimmy does the Roman handout, give me the mic, and Heyman's like, you're not the tribal chief, mate. Um, but Jimmy laughs it off grabs the mic from Heyman and says, look, the reason John Cena isn't here tonight is because he's scared of Jimmy Uso. And he says, if he ever even gets here tonight, I'm going to take him out again. And he starts bragging about the chaos that the bloodline's been causing recently and starts having a go at AJ Styles when he suddenly jumped from behind by one Carl Anderson, who uh, says that, you know, now Styles is in the hospital You've made this OC business. One of you assholes, get in the ring so I can kick your ass. And Solo Sokoa isn't having any of this. He goes to get in, but Paul Heyman holds him back and says, no, let's let Jimmy handle it. And Solo says, yeah, you handle it or I'll basically handle it for you. And I just, the Jimmy Uso character, I've, I've no idea where he goes following Fastlane. But right now, his sort of surreal cockiness that, He's running the show, actually, in Roman's absence. Solo and Paul Heyman's complete refusal to accept this, him getting mugged off every time he goes for, like, a, a high five or a fist bump. There's something in this for me. So he says, yeah, you know what, I'll, I'll kick Carl Anderson's ass. Um, and then I think we go to a break, and then when we come back, Carl Anderson... <laughs> Carl Anderson, nothing against Carl Anderson. I love Carl Anderson, but he hasn't exactly been booked strong as a singles performer in the last... Uh, year or so, let's say. But he's in control of Jimmy Uso in this brief match. And then, of course, Jimmy Uso makes a comeback courtesy of a Solo Sokoa distraction. He rakes the eyes of Carl Anderson. He pushes him down. He super kicks him. Huge splash. One, two, three. Only puts Anderson down for a three, though, because he pops straight back and goes after Jimmy Uso. But now, Solo's right. Like, right, well, I'll deal with this now. And he, he Samoan spikes Carl Anderson. Jimmy wants a handshake with Solo, but he just mugs him off. They start walking to the back. Here comes Meechin to check on Carl Anderson, of course. Jimmy is just, ah, bloody, you see what we did to your boy out there? And she, oh, hang on. Oh, my God. 
slaps the bloody taste out of his mouth. He is completely shook up by this. Kind of pissed off as well from from what we saw uh, following this. We go to the back. There's Kathy Kelly with Santos Escobar of the LWO. Um, he's got the title match with Rey Mysterio tonight, of course. Uh, and he says, look, he's focused, but he's got butterflies. It was his dream to challenge Rey Mysterio in a championship match and raise him for the fight of his life tonight. And then the bloodliner is still walking through the back. And Jimmy Uso is trying to act harder than he actually is by beating up... Uh, production assistants, shoving people out of the way, basically. And Paul Heyman calls Roman Reigns. Then it is time for the Grayson bloody Waller effect uh, with Bobby Lashley. Um, Waller says that uh, Cena might be the greatest of all time, (laughs) but he isn't the greatest of being on time. (laughs) Um, He says, look, my guests keep on getting bigger. Uh, In this case, literally, because Bobby Lashley is a bloody unit, Uh, but he's not great as a talent scout. So here comes Lashley. I did like... I love Grayson Waller, of course. I'm biased, but I did like Grayson Waller being shown doing push-ups whilst Bobby Lashley makes his entrance because, well, anyone's going to look small next to Bobby Lashley. Lashley says, look, I made a mistake uh, aligning with the Street Profits. They haven't got the pride to win at any cost. It's back to the drawing board for me. And Waller sends us an opportunity and, uh, well, basically puts Aitan Dan Ander forward as the tag team he was looking for. And Lashley just sort of says, mate, have you seen Austin Theory? I'm not doing anything with him. Waller tries to defend him. But then here comes the Street Profits, Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins. They head to the ring. They step up to Lashley. And Bobby's like, I don't want to hear it. You need to prove it before we go any further, basically. And he walks out and Dawkins and Ford look a little bit confused. And they go after him again on the ramp. And he says, look, prove it. More on that a little later. Grayson Waller's like, well, this has all gone to pot. Here's Austin Theory. And Austin Theory gets the appropriate Sacramento greeting um, ahead of his match with one. Uh, we go to commercial. Uh, great video promo. They are already making this guy seem like a huge deal uh, on SmackDown, on the main roster, and arguably on NXT as well. Check out our uh, NXT No Merci review a little bit later on uh, for me putting over his excellent refereeing work, ridiculous bumps, and that North American Championship match. No spoilers just yet. Um, They show some highlights of him in NXT. He may well be working the Fastlane pay-per-view by the looks of things. Um, And he's going to be fighting Austin Theory, I believe, as well next week. Anyway, time for Austin Theory versus Cameron Grimes. I I didn't hold out much hope, despite my love for Cameron Grimes, when he didn't get an entrance. They haven't really utilized him recently. Um... Fingers crossed they're just putting him on the back burner for an hour because they've got so much stuff going on. And, I mean, Cameron Grimes' finisher is... Oh, my God. It takes him hitting one of those uh, on a, you know, up-and-up heel to re-establish him. Maybe that's me trying to convince myself because it was a brief match, uh, this one. <laughs> Grayson Waller's pissed off. He's... Uh, ringside and uh, he feels like they uh, should have aired a promo spotlighting Austin Theory because yeah he hasn't had enough attention in the last year of course within WWE Grimes gets some offense in but uh, unsurprisingly with uh, Waller at ringside this new weird duo that they've got that I'm really into he distracts Grimes that allows um, Cameron Grimes to get posted uh, getting back in the ring, rolling drop kick from Theory, a town down, and then post match Austin Theory gets in the face of Dragon Lee's a brief scu- scuffle Go to the back, um, and yes, that's going to lead to a match that we'll preview on Friday. Hopefully, I'll get um, more of Hamlet's thoughts on this show on the SmackDown preview. 
Uh, Rey Mysterio is backstage with, Hi, Kyla! Um, he says, look, LWO is family. Um, all talks about the familial connections with Santos and his dad. Um, and he says, look, regardless of that, when I'm in the ring, I expect the best out of my opponent and uh, I will be giving the fight of my life uh, for the United States Championship. And he heads out to the ring <laughs> before we can get to that match, though. Poor Ashanti the Adonis. He's the latest person being uh, attacked backstage. Apparently someone have uh, previewed this on the SmackDown preview, suggesting that this could be the way things go in terms of removing potential partners. I mean, I doubt, no offense, Ashanti the Adonis was going to be seen as first pick for Fastlane. But regardless, if anyone's got a pulse backstage, Jimmy Uso is going to kick their ass. Uh, B-Fab's just looking on helplessly. And Solo decides, actually, I want a bit of this. Picks up uh, Ashanti the Adonis and Uranagi's him through the merch table. Right, now time for the match we've all been waiting for. The United States Championship on the line. Rey Mysterio versus Santos Escobar. Obviously, these two have worked together in the past. That match got caught, through, got caught short through injury. But we know what these two can do in the ring together. And... Maybe this is just me putting more emphasis on it than it should have. I don't. I think I'm in the right here. I often do. But the, just the edge on this match, not the guy who just showed up at Wrestle Dream, spoilers. Um, the edge on this match, the undercurrent of betrayal that I think is still there, if not more so there, really uh, helped me invest in this. Because I thought, yeah, you could have Santos beat Ray, and there's your, there's your big title change. But I wanted Ray to win this because of where this leaves the LWO. So sort of feeling out process. Uh, Zelina Vega's there, of course, watching on. And Mysterio gets sent to the outside uh, and get hit by a diving crossbody by Santos to take us to our first break. When we come back, Mysterio does his comeback. Escobar gets sent to the outside. And Mysterio hits the second rope and nails Escobar with a crossbody of his own on the outside. Again, we see Jimmy Uso, whilst this is going on in a, in a split screen, kicking everyone's ass backstage. Mysterio goes for the 619. Escobar dodges it and uh, Ray's on the outside. So Santos hits him with another huge dive through the ropes uh, and a moonsault off the barricade uh, before they go back in. They're fighting on the top rope. Um, Ray gets sent crashing to the mat with a Hurricane Rana, um, but uh, it's only a two count as we go to our next commercial break. When we come back, Escobar again goes for a diving crossbody, uh, misses, then Mysterio missed with one. Uh, and Escobar hits a huge tilt-a-whirl backbreaker to get another near fall on his mentor. He goes for a top rope. Hurricane Rana does Rey Mysterio. Escobar blocks it. He goes for the Phantom Driver. Mysterio blocks it, and he manages, finally does Rey, to hit that top rope Hurricane Rana. Goes for a 619. Escobar catches him. Mysterio escapes. Uh, he finally manages to hit the 619. Goes up top. Takes a little bit of time. Misses the drop in the dime. Escobar, I thought this was the finish, you know, Goes to pin Mysterio, sort of a cocky pin. Gets rolled up, one, two, kicks out of the last second after a Mysterio backslide. Escobar's kind of getting a little bit pissed off with Ray constantly kicking out. He really wants to be that United States champion. Goes to the Phantom Driver, but Mysterio re uh, reverses it. Small package, one, two, three. Rey Mysterio beats Santos Escobar to retain the United States championship and... Oh, my God. This post-match was perfect. And this is what I'm talking about, about these interweaving storylines on SmackDown. Because post-match, Ray says, hey, nice try, boy. You know, maybe next time. And 
There's a show of respect, and there's just, again, maybe it's just me, but I, I think I'm right on this one. There's that glint in Escobar's eye of, like, prick. <laughs> and I thought, is tonight the night? We teased it on the preview. Is tonight the night that he snaps, betrays Rey Mysterio, destroys what is the LWO currently to create a new heel stable, the way that they should go, in my opinion. And the way they shot it is, well, I often have a go at WWE production, quite rightly, uh, in my opinion, but the way they shot it, I thought, was absolutely perfect. So Ray's on the left-hand side of your screen, Escobar's on the right, and Ray's like, well, you know, all's fair in love and war. Let's, you know, go or shake hands, not go our separate ways. We're still in a group together, but, um, you know, go back to, to being best buds. And for a split second, it looked like Santos had snapped and attacked Ray, but only because he is attacked from behind and sent flying into Ray Mysterio by the Street Profits, who are there to prove themselves to one Bobby Lashley. They attack. Bobby Lashley comes out uh, to enjoy what his boys are doing. Uh, the other members of the LWO try to make the save. They get wrecked. Mysterio, Escobar, laid out. Dragon Lee is trying to get over the barricade, but he's held back uh, by security. Joaquin Wilde gets hit with the cash out, uh, and Bobby embraces Dawkins and Ford. Um, and they he head to the back. They are absolutely ecstatic with what they've pulled off. Um, and then I think we went to another break, and then when we come back, we're in the trainer's room, and Escobar's oh, ice in his neck, and Ray's struggling from the beatdown. Kayla's asking them what's going on, and Escobar's very frustrated. Escobar yells in Spanish, and Ray says, look, we beat the Profits last week, but you know what? Three on three, fast lane, Street Profits and Bobby Lashley versus us. Now, they didn't actually specify what us is. It's safe to assume uh, it could be three members of the LWO. Maybe uh, Cruz del Toro is going to complete the three, but I think... Most likely, it is going to be Rey Mysterio, Santos Escobar, and Dragon Lee for a contender for match of the night. This could be absolutely spectacular, again, with this amazing undercurrent of... Does Santos Escobar still appreciate Rey Mysterio, or does he think that the old man needs to be put out to pasture so he can take that United States Championship from him? I just love this every time they're in the ring together, and we say it every week, but what amazing work WWE has done with the LWO. It's the best LWO, LWO that's ever looked, ever. So I think credit where it's due with that sort of thing. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Michael Cole then references WWE getting the new signing of Jade Cargill, of course, and uh, they make her feel incredibly big time with all the press reports on this. Um, they tease her arrival. Uh, I did like I did like Corey Graves' little line in there. There is a storm coming to the women's division. Trust me when I say Jade Cargill is a game changer. Huh? See what he did there? Um, we finally, after that, see John Cena arriving. He gets out of his car. He's got the fast lane contract in his hand, and he's uh, taking his bloody time getting to the ring. Um, time for another one of those things where I try and put something over, but I will never do this justice because um, pretty deadly. Yes, boy! are amazing at this sort of thing. It is another uh, recovery montage for Elton Prince, hashtag Elton Strong, uh, getting on the road to recovery. Um, and after a few failed attempts, he manages to get out of the wheelchair and they act like this is the greatest achievement. Again, despite the fact he, he's never had any leg issues. It was like a collarbone or an arm injury or whatever it may be. Uh, and understandably, Ridge Bloody Holland and Butch... Two-thirds of the brawling brutes are watching this backstage going, what the hell was that? I wish we'd have kicked their asses a little bit more. Then it was time for Charlotte Flair versus Bailey, And um, I don't think this is going to go down by any stretch of the imagination in terms of the greatest matches that these two have had. But again, storylines running through this. I mean, the storyline is Charlotte Flair automatically comes back and gets a title shot wherever she bloody goes. But... I didn't mind it as much as as you may think because of the way uh, Bailey is just just flailing around in terms of trying keep trying to keep control of ironically damage Katarl, even though she's lost all semblance of uh, managerial control and justification for it. Has she got a title? No, EO Sky has, and this was sort of laid out, I suppose, by Charlotte Flair's pre-match promo, where I thought. Guys, what are we doing here? Flair gets on the mic, and she's like, Bailey, what has happened to you? You were one of the four horsewomen, uh, and you've completely lost your way. But doesn't matter. Regardless, I'm going to beat you tonight, and then I'm going to face EO Sky for the WWE Women's Championship at Fastlane, which I think we all kind of assumed was going to happen. Um, Flair gets sent to the outside. Bailey flies off the ring apron with a diving elbow drop uh, to take us to a break. When we come back, uh, Flair's on the top rope. It's a huge crossbody on Bailey to take over. Um, Bailey looks like she she might be making a comeback. She catches Charlotte on top and hits a well Sasha Banks double knees in the corner for a two count. And then out of nowhere, um, Charlotte Flair comes flying back. Spear one two three. Post match, Bailey grabs the mic and she's like, "Damn it, <laughs> tonight my goal." was to destroy you, Charlotte Flair. I may have lost the match, but that doesn't mean I can't achieve what I came here to do. And they do the sort of shield-esque surrounding of the ring, damage guitar, jump up on the apron. 
But before they can do that, Asuka's music hits. She comes out. She makes the save. She gets in the ring and starts yelling in Japanese. And Bailey, <laughs> genius this, Bailey pretends, I think, to understand and says, yeah, well, 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 yeah, oh, fine. It is going to be EO versus you, Asuka, versus you, Charlotte Flair, in a triple threat match. You get what you want. Three-way, fast lane, see you at the weekend. And EO looks at her. First of all, why have you volunteered me for this match? It's a triple threat. I was already nervous about facing Charlotte Flair. Now I've got to do this again. But also, EO's like, that's not what she said. <laughs> so that's uh, that's going down on Fastlane. That's going to be added to it as well. I really like the look of this, this Fastlane card as we head towards, oh, I suppose, this weekend now. Uh, God, it's busy with pay-per-views and premium live events. Right, here we go. Main event time. John Cena's finally here. He comes down to the ring. He's got that Fastlane contract in his hand. Uh, and he says, look, I, I haven't got a partner. AJ Styles hospitalized last week. We all saw what happened. Um, so as of right now, it's me versus Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa in a handicap match. And look, I could just rip up the contract and move on, or I could step up and fight them. And in case you haven't noticed over the last two decades, that guy's a motto. He says likes to say, never give up. So you kind of could have guessed where this one was going. He is going to honour that contract, and even if he can't find a partner by Fastlane, sod it, he'll just fight them by himself. Jimmy Uso's music hit. Of course it did. He comes down, and he is just cock of the walk, Jimmy Uso. It's this bravado. I, I, I can't put my finger on it. He's trying to convince not only Heyman, not only Solo Sokoa, not only Roman Reigns, not only us... I think he's trying to convince himself that he's still the guy that, despite what everyone says online, he's basically still on a par with Jey Uso. They're just, they're just on separate shows. But all the evidence points to the contrary. He kind of went 50-50 with a match with Carl Anderson, a match he could have lost had it not been for the interference of Solo Sokoa. He is very much the watered-down version of the tribal chief personified by the fact that he can't win matches without the bloodline's help. But never mind that. He's winning matches. That's all that matters. And he's beating up John Cena every week. With the help of Solo Sokoa. He says, John, I don't want to be worrying about Fastlane. You ain't going to make it out of tonight. So, of course, Cena, guy that he is, man of the people, decides... I know the numbers game is against me, but I'm going to try and fight them off. And he tries that, and he gets them up for an attitude adjustment, but whoever's up, the other guy saves them, and he gets beaten down. The bloodline, yet again, are going to close out SmackDown with a John Cena destruction. And they get him on the outside, and they clear the announce table, and Jimmy's going to hit another splash on John Cena. But Solo Sokoa stops him. He wants to hit it this time. Look what he did to AJ Styles last week. And I'm thinking, please, please do what I'm thinking you're about to do. And Solo climbs up the stairs and he climbs up the turnbuckle and he's about to splash John Cena into next week. Take him out of Fastlane. Take him out of WWE. The tag after right strikes over, so it's not going to be long anyway. 
But just as he's about to do that, whose music hits? But L.A. Knight. Yeah! Huge pub. L.A. Knight is back. He has recovered from COVID. This is basically what they were going to do last week. But unfortunately, L.A. Knight tested positive. It's still a thing, everyone. Please do say, stay safe out there. He rushes down to the ring. He hits a BFT on Solo Sokoa. He hits a power slam on Uso. He hits the elbow on him in the middle of the ring. Cena's recovered. He tosses Solo out of the ring. Knight does the same to Jimmy. There is a face-to-face. Wrestling's past. Wrestling's future. Wrestling's present. I never got why they used to say that with The Rock and Hogan. I was like, Rock's leaving pretty soon anyway. I wouldn't say he's wrestling's future. Anyway, Knight and Cena face to face and LA Knight to make all of my dreams come true. Oh my God. Picks up the contract, signs the contract. Cena, the sell job on this was brilliant by John Cena. He can't believe what he's seeing. He is blown away by this even though it was kind of obvious to everyone, but he's blown away by this. It will be John Cena and the returning hero, L.A. Naira, versus what's left of the bloodline whilst Roman Reigns takes some time away to come back for War Game Survivor Series. Solo Sokoa and Jimmy Uso next weekend at Fastlane. That closes out the show. I said I had a blast watching this show. It absolutely flew by. Um, intrigued to know, well, I was going to say intrigued to know Hamlet's thoughts, intrigued to know anyone's thoughts, please do share them with me uh, on X at WhatCultureWWE. You can find me on there at Adam Wilborn uh, and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Fear not, it is not going to be just me talking to myself about NXT. No, merci. Michael Sidgwick is going to be joining me later on today. We're also going to preview Monday Night Raw. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll probably recap uh, Hamlet's thoughts on SmackDown, on the SmackDown preview on Friday. But, yeah, normal service with the Dadly Boys will resume tomorrow. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to the What Culture Wrestling Podcast YouTube channel. Uh, we had our first video, which is exclusive to there. Don't worry, though. All future stuff will be still, still be going out as audio podcasts. But if you want to watch us and see... Let's do our stupid bloody gimmicks. Well, me mainly. Um, you can subscribe What Culture Wrestling Podcast on YouTube. And if you do that, then you'll be able to ask us questions tomorrow during our live AEW Wrestle Dream review. But for now, this has been the SmackDown review. Thanks for sticking with me through it. I promise we'll have other people joining me a little bit later on today. I'll see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping 
and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.